from Victoria's racing heartland, the show dedicated to keeping Victoria country racing strong. Welcome to Coffee Country with Harry Coffey, Maggie Payne and Gareth Hall. Coffee Country time. Hello to you, Maggie Payne. Hello to you, Gareth. Yeah, looking forward to it. Hello to you, Harry Coffey. Now, Harry, I do have to give you a little, like, what are you thinking, old son? Suspended again at Swan Hill. You miss out on a ride like Asar at Flemington. What did the old man tell you? Um, what did he say, actually? He said, oh, yeah, no, he said something that probably can't be said on radio. He said, oh, that's a, um, and then I said, yeah, and he's like, anyway, we'll week off again, won't it? You'll be back and going. So, uh, and I think he also said, geez, we'll get plenty of work done at home. Yes. So that was uh, a yeah, good result. It's plus, um, pluses and negatives for Dad. But, yeah, suspension's not very well timed, but did the wrong thing. So did it again, actually. Did the exact same thing as I did last time. So you think I'd learn, wouldn't you? Do you know straight away that you go, oh, no, Harry? Yeah, I had a bit of a brain fade. It was yeah. uh, very unlike me. And just went to come out and take a neat run, and the horse got unbalanced on me, and it continued to weave out. And I bumped into a horse um, outside me, and pretty much just bowled it over. So the horse I was on probably should have won, ran second. I got suspended, so it was uh, I was pretty flat on myself. But that happened. Do you think Asar can win on Saturday? Yeah, I do, but I see he's got top weight, yeah. so that'll make it tricky. Um, but. He's, he, he ran super the other day. I think Flemington's a really good track for him because he's a nice bowling horse who likes to use his stride. So he'll be just able to come into the race under his own steam. Um, but I'm hoping I'm hoping he runs well. But if he was to come out and win and absolutely blitz him, well, I'd be a little bit worried that he's leaving it all on the track this week because we still want something left in the tanks for the two rack a week later. So hopefully that happens. Coffee Country, Gareth Hall, Maggie Payne, of course, Harry Coffee. Harry, have you ever had a frustrating moment like that when these horses don't want to load into the gate? I think he might be having some yeah, he, audio issues. Yeah, he might be. I think Harry's gone to Gatton. What about <laughs> He's your gone hall? To sleep after listening to the Gatton. <laughs> What's your Hall of Fame here, Maggie, this week? Uh, well, obviously on Friday we had the Coleraine Cup and uh, unfortunately Benalla had to be transferred to Sunday. So we're all sitting back on the couch watching Coleraine and Will Gordon, didn't he dominate the race meeting riding four winners and then uh, backing it up on Monday at Swan Hill riding one at 100 to one. So I think, you know, that was great from Will. And we see, we've been seeing in the last few years just how strong the jumps uh, jockey, I guess, ranks have been and how they're transitioning to the flat. We've got Johnny Allen and Jamie Mott and, you know, all of those jockeys who it's not easy to transition, I'm sure Harry knows as well, um, to dominate on the flat like that. So Will goes into my hall of pain. I think that was a great effort for him, him can, on the weekend. Can you tell us a little bit about Will that we might not know, Harry? Willie Gordon? Yes. Yeah. Um, he's a pretty likeable character. Um, good young fella having a go. Um, and I think he's sort of trying to follow the sort of Clayton Douglas Johnny Allen sort of um, style of doing a little bit of both, but he's riding super at the moment, and it was good to see him have, him, have some success the other day. But as I said, pretty likeable bloke who seems a hard worker. How would you go over the jumps, Harry? Nah, no good. We no. won't even worry about it, I don't reckon. <laughs> Who's your Hall of Pain this week? Uh, I'm going with uh, Blakey McDougall, mm-hmm. um, New South Wales country boy who's re- relocated to uh, Victoria to have a go down here and... Um, he's, he's, he's going super at the moment. He starred on Benalla, Benalla Cup Day. He took out the Cup and the 
$100,000 country um, challenge, country challenge race. So uh, he's flying, and I think we'll see plenty, plenty more of him in the future. And he's getting good opportunities in town, you know, coming in the Group 1 on Friday night as well. So good to see him. But as a jockey, obviously in the Banala Cup, Harry Blake went out pretty fast on Starcaster. And then the horses kind of necked him and then he came back. What are you thinking in the run when you're obviously timing to get out in front and then you can hear them coming? Yeah, you're sort of thinking, um, I've gone too hard, obviously. And you're sort of thinking, well... This will be good. I'll get a spray for going too fast. But um, it's a little bit unfortunate that we think like that over here, um, the riders. We're always worried about going too fast because we get criticised for it. And then we see races get run too slowly because of the criticism that riders cop for going um, too fast. So I think sometimes it might be even a little bit better to, to roll a little bit more rather than go too slow. A horse breathes better than that. And there's nothing better than watching a front runner get out in front and do its thing and as I said, it's just unfortunate that, especially young riders, they get criticised when they just roll along a little bit too much. Um, social medias, horse trainers, owners, you get taken off and then you're worried to do it again. And that's why sometimes in Victoria, our races get run too slow. Well, that's what I believe. So it's always good when a young uh, rider goes out in front, rolls along, similar to what Blake did, and pulls it off because uh, it gives... Uh, not only Blake confidence, but the other riders to do it as well. It was your great mate and the boy from Kerrang's, Joe McNeil's greatest ever time in a saddle when he was brave enough to do what he did with the twilight payment, Harry. And I agree with you. I think sometimes it's better to be out in front and running along and then sometimes jockeys just go too slow. Well, yeah, that's right. And that's the thing with Joe's ride, how brave he was, because it's his first ride in a Melbourne Cup for Lloyd Williams. So you'd be so worried about getting it wrong. And usually if you go too fast, you are getting it wrong. But in the sense of Twilight Payment, if he had gone too slow, he was going to get it wrong. And he was told that and made it very clear by both Lloyd and Dean, Lloyd, Joseph O'Brien and, and Dean Lester to go out there and back himself. And that's what he did. And I think there should be more of that from trainers and connections. Let the person out in front roll along and, you know, promise them, look, we're not going to blow up. We'd rather you roll along a bit rather than go too slow. And, I just think because of the media, Twitter, there's so many critics out there and there's people on fake accounts, especially kids, they're worried about doing things wrong and um, front runners is something that's uh, a real a real art and it's something that we're getting wrong because uh, we're all worried about doing the wrong thing and it's usually down to the social media of why kids are uh, scared to, t- to take a chance and do it. It's now time for the country character of the week here on Coffee Country. It's Latin Beat still in front. Savvy Acquisition is slowly eating into the margin. Then Flying Aryan Pebble Raider still there on the outside and then Don't Make Me Wait. Savvy Acquisition took the lead though from Latin Beat who's trying to rally back. Savvy Acquisition just in front though. This has been an A-grade ride by Coffee and Savvy Acquisition one by a half length to Latin Beat. Don't make A-grade me... ride there by Harry. Of course, Savvy Acquisition's owned by... A great man from the Mallee, Andrew Kelly, the boy from Birchip. He calls Swanee Hill home now. He's a school teacher by trade, and he helps out Ostie and Harry. I think in the mornings, looking after some of the team, especially his two horses at the stable. And he joins us now as our country character of the week. Good afternoon to you, Andrew. Welcome to RSN Central. Thanks, Gareth. Good afternoon to you, and good afternoon to everyone. How did you fall in love, or when did you fall in love with the game of thoroughbred racing? Uh, I've always been a bit fascinated with um, but I've never never really had the opportunity to dive in um, until this year. And, um, yeah, it's been a hell of, hell of a buzz, actually. 
What's it like working for the coffees or helping out the coffee stable? Uh, it's a great place to be around. There's, it's a, a laugh a minute with Ossie, and yeah. and he's got a great team around him. You know, they're great people. When, when you're at the stable, you, you're feeling good about yourself. It's just, yeah, it, it's a great place to be. So who's the boss? Is it Harry or Ostie? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's funny. Um, in the interview the other day, Harry was saying how he felt like he was riding two bosses. <laughs> and I, I feel like I'm working for about five because <laughs> I don't pretend to tell anyone who's there that I know what I'm doing, yeah. whereas they all do. So if they tell me to do something, um, I try and do exactly that. Harry? Yeah, well, um, my partner Taylor, she worked for us um, for a little while there when we, we had too many horses and not enough staff and she used to get home and she said, it's impossible with you blokes. There's too many chiefs and not enough Indians. So um, it can cause conflict, but at the end of the day, we all care and we all want the same thing and that can cause a few blues between me and Dad. But uh, when the girls will look at me and when I don't do something, I say, you wouldn't expect me to do that, would you? Yep. I'm the boss's son, so I pull that out fairly often. <laughs> Maggie? And Andrew, it obviously gave you a big thrill on Monday to get the win. You could see that in your post-race interview. But And just a bit about yourself, Gareth mentioned you're a school teacher, but you're also heavily involved in the art scene. You're a playwriter, uh, writing many productions, successful productions about country life. And I guess growing up in the Mallee, that's what's inspired you to follow that path as well. Yeah, well, when, when I was growing up, I actually grew up at, at a town called Nullawool, which about 20 miles from Birchett. Um, there was just storytellers everywhere. My father was a great storyteller and Ostie's mother was a great storyteller. And um, if they weren't reciting poetry or telling a story from, you know, in, in the, from long ago, um, they, they were just making stuff up. Mm. And, yeah, it was great. So I feel like um, growing up in the Mallee, I, I was immersed in stories. And but most of the best people I know are sort of, bullshit artist to some degree. And, yeah, I, I sort of try and put that in place. Geez, Harry would be some story, some play that you could write. <laughs> oh, he could be. Yeah. There, there's a movie in Harry's story for sure. Yeah. Um, and and I, find, I find racing is is filled with inspirational characters, and, and Harry's right at the top of that. It's, um, it's nothing for Andrew to put his swag on the back of his horse and cart, Gareth, and head out for a trot out the road and okay. pull up in a little paddock out near Ultima and set up a campfire and uh, sit there and write poems and just have some time to himself. So he's a very unique character and, and he knows that, but that's what makes him happy and he's quite happy just to sit near a fire and uh, have his horse with his cart on the back and roll his swag out. And There's not many blokes like that around anymore. So um, Andrew's... He's a very unique man, but that's what makes him happy and it makes the Sav happy too because he puts Savvy on the side of the cart and has him trotting with him sometimes and that's how he's got him fit and that's how he's uh, turned what's probably not the most blessed horse with ability around and got him into some form. Well, I think that's what is one of the best moments of the year, the storytelling that happens around the coffee fire before the June long weekend. Uh, Harry, I'm sure there'd be a few yarns being spun around that every year with your dad and Quinny Scott and uh, Gerald Egan and all those uh, people who get together and talk about the old days. Yeah, the older everybody gets, the better the stories become too. That's <laughs> the way it goes, isn't it? And uh, Dad always says about blokes that uh, talk about their footy careers, they were always better once they uh, put the shorts away. So 
that's the same as everybody though, and that's what makes good country folk. And uh, Andrew, um, he's a terrific man, and he fits that completely. It, it's uh, he's, he's good to have around the stables. He gives off a great vibe, and we've got a lot of young people that work for us, and it's good for him to be coming in and and, and being there with them because he's got a great outlook on life. And um, you know, a lot of the time, people that work in stables, they can come from all different types of backgrounds who need guidance from people like my dad or Andrew himself. And it's great that uh, not only are we working with horses, but we're giving young people in the industry uh, some guidance and something to get up for in the morning. Do you enjoy that side of it, Andrew? <coughs> oh, I love it. I love being around young people. Yeah. Um, like the young people at the table and, and the kids at school too. You know, it, it helps. I, I feel like it helps keep me young because... It's great being around old people when they're telling stories, but it's great being around young people when they're telling stories too. So what happens and, if... Oh, sorry. Go, mate. I was going to say, and it's great great to pass on the stories that you hear uh, from old people to young people because they think you're a funny bugger sometimes. You're <laughs> saying things that, you know, you haven't made up. You've, you've picked no. them up somewhere along the line. And, um, yeah, just you feel good telling those stories, you know? This is Coffee Country here as we talk about some country racing here in this wonderful state of Victoria. Our special guest for the country character is Andrew Kelly. And Maggie, you got a question for Andrew once again? I do. And uh, just like looking you up a bit before the interview, Andrew, I read a, a Weekly Times article and you wrote, back when you were covering the footy, the Naya footy, you, the sentence you wrote was, he stood on the bloke's shoulders, looked across the river and made sure the lids were on the silos before returning to <laughs> earth with frost on his eyebrows. And I think, you know, myself growing up in the country and Gareth and Harry are the same. We could all picture that footy backdrop. And I guess racing's a bit the same. We've always got, you know, the beautiful crane silos in the background and country scenery. Is that where you get inspiration, just around where you live and what you've grown up with? Yeah, to, to a degree, but it's, it's mostly mostly the people. Like, just just from listening to people, um, you, you do learn a lot about yourself as well. And when you start thinking about, you know, who they are, what they're saying, where they've come from and where you come from yourself, it all helps things make a lot more sense. Why do you love the Mallee so much? What what makes the Mallee so special in your eyes, Andrew? Um, I, I don't know, but you hear... Um, you hear Indigenous people talk about connection to the land and I, I, I sort of feel that, and I, I know it's probably a lot different, but I, I sort of feel that a fair bit when I think of my home farm where I grew up, uh, where, when I think of Nullawool and Birchip and and growing, living in Swan Hill too, watching my children grow, I, I do feel a real connection to the land. And um, I think that's it. You know, there's, there's beauty in what you really know well. And I just think the Mallee's the most beautiful place. Now, Andrew, what happens, and the last question from us, but you're in the middle of school, middle of a class, and your horse is racing. Do you stop class and put on racing.com? What's the process there? Uh, free time on your computer, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just duck off. Or a word first. Yeah. Hey, we could talk to you all day, mate. We appreciate you coming on. Congratulations there on Monday. And, um, yeah, hopefully you... Own plenty more winners, and I'm looking forward to you joining Austin Coffee in a training partnership shortly. Thanks a lot, Gareth. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, Andrew Kelly there. Terrific chat, Harry. Sounds like he's a he's one of those blokes that you just love to have a beer with. Yeah, he's a very interesting fella. Um, he's very thoughtful with his words, and I think that's why he connects so well with horses. You notice a lot of the time people that are 
um, very to themselves and they're, and they're very thoughtful about what's going on in the world. Um, they are the people that connect with animals, especially horses. So he takes an amazing interest um, in what's going on around at the stables. And I obviously get around it a little bit like a headless chook at the stables, um, worrying about things and that. But, you know, I'll just walk past the yard and him and Dad will be in a yard or just at the swimming pool and Dad will be, you know, looking at a horse running his hand over it and telling Andrew something. And a lot of the time people don't take that in, but Andrew's a sponge. He wants to learn. And um, I think long-term, he's uh, definitely got a future in the game because I said he's a very thoughtful person and he cares a lot about it. Who wins the Matoa Cup, Maggie? Oh, I've only just, obviously, acceptance have only just come out and I've had run my eyes over it. I see Silent Commands trying to go back-to-back uh, country cups, but I think... I'm thinking Peter Moody with Shepherd, uh, judging it's a heavy eight at the moment. I'm going to stick with him. And Harry had Blake McDougall as his Hall of Famer. I'm going to stick with him. Uh, I try to find something on low on the weights, but I just can't mm. uh, take my eyes off Shepherd. So I'm going to go with it for PG Moody. What about you, Harry, if you had, if you had to have a ride in the Matoa Cup? Yeah, I'll just have a look now. I've got a little bit... Maggie, we need to sort something out at country racing. The Matoa Cup's 50,000. That needs to be bumped up, surely. Well, Maggie's got the inside. Oh, with, He's got I'm the direct you. line to Scotty got Whiteman. $100,000 race on the race eight, a, but yeah. yeah we, they should swap the country race prize money with the Matoa Cup prize money, shouldn't they? But that $100,000 race, it's, um, it's a real beauty. And um, it's a little bit uh, annoying that the city trainers are allowed in there now. Like you see the, um, Tony McAvoy... He won the one at Benalla, and it looks like Karen Mars got flash flood and caught deep in that, and they'll be hard to beat in that. So it's sort of probably taken it away a little bit from the country trainers. So I think that needs to be tinkered with, even if they put on another race, uh, a $50,000 race that's a benchmark 58 with a final at the end of the year at Cup on Cup Week or something, just and have two country series. But uh, with the Matoa Cup, it's always um, a great race. It's actually a race that I've ran second in a few times and I haven't won it. And I, it's killing me um, because I love riding country cup winners in the Wimmera. But a Matoa Cup I haven't been able to do yet. But I reckon um, oh, I'll go with Paul Prusker. It's his sort of area, Matoa, so yeah. he'll win the Matoa Cup. How good's Flash Flood? Have you had much to do with him? One for the Mara News to stable in that $100,000 race? Yeah, I've had, I actually rode him his first two starts and yep. won on him um, his second start. Really liked him, and then they took him to Melbourne. I didn't see him again. <laughs> but okay. um, he's a really nice horse. He performs extremely well on the track in track work and that, and probably hasn't um, delivered race day. But third up, you know, um, in, a, in a benchmark 64, I'd say he, he'd be ready to fire. But barrier 12 around tight Matoa, not ideal. So... You might be better off uh, going with Court Deep, who's drawn one with Heidi Gilly on a young apprentice who's doing great things. She wrote a winner on uh, Brownie at Kilmore on Tuesday. So it might be awfully hard to catch around Matoa Court Deep. Now, you can give me some solutions as well when you have that uh, meeting with Scott Whiteman. So going through these trainers for that $100,000 race, Harry, Mara Eustace based at Ballarat, I guess you wouldn't have them as eligible trainers. What about a trainer like a, a Nigel Blackiston or a Matt Kamani? Do they qualify? Yeah, they do. Yep. Um, but I think it gets tinkered with yearly. And if you're not in the top 10 or 15 in the premiership or in the top 10 or 15 in the city premiership, then you're eligible to have runners in the race for the next year or the next season of the country series. So um, we know that this race has been opened up for everybody now. 
and I just felt like it was something that the country trainers were really excited about, that there was money being thrown into these lowly rated races for them to compete in. And then there was this grand final on um, Oaks Day that they performed in. And I'd, I'd, I'd ridden in a lot of the heats and also on the, in the grand final. And the trainers that you rode for, like I rode Barry the Baptist one year, Another year I rode for um, Craig Woodlesson on an old mare of his. Yep. They were their favourite horses that they prepped up for it. And this year it's going to be full of city trainers. So I think leave this race the way it is, that's fine. That's awesome that there's city horses in it. But maybe we put on another one where they're benchmark 58. And if, you know, a country trainer's got a horse that's too good for a 58, that's fine. But you've got to put an apprentice on it to get its weight down and um, have two grand finals and make it that the top 15 city trainers can't be in it. So, But we've all got great ideas, and there's people working at RVL that are smarter than me and went to university. I'm that, just a jockey. That can be our campaign, Maggie, for coffee country. Harry, the administrator as well. I like that. We all have to have opinions and ideas because we've got our hearts in the right place, and you're looking out for the game, Maggie, and there's no right or wrong answer, but maybe you can go to Scott, Scotty there and come back to us next week. Yeah, no, I'm up for that because, you know, more than anyone, I love the stories that come from the battlers and the, yep. the people who do well. And if, you know, the last few years that this race has been run under different conditions, we wouldn't have had people like Alexandra Ray win the race and, you know, on the big stage. So definitely something to look forward to next year. Have you got a horse to follow for us before we say goodbye, Harry? Um, well, you got me by surprise there. Um I won't say savvy acquisition. He probably won't win again for another few starts now. Yep. He's, he, he, he's hard to catch old Sav. Um, <clears throat> pretty keen to see how ASAR goes Saturday. Yep. John McNeil on. Um, and hopefully we can roll into the Turak next Saturday and no one steals me seat. Love your work, Harry. Hey, Maggie, you're a star. Looking forward to next week already. Thanks for that. Thanks, guys. It's Coffee Country there with Maggie Payne, Harry Coffee, and Gareth Hall. We'll take a quick break. In fact, Kilmore's not far away. We've got Kate Gath coming up in just a moment with green light on as we preview the opening night of uh, the Victoria Cup Carnival. Dan Malecki's ready to go. I think we can find some winners too at Bendigo on Saturday night. But here is Brendan Delaney at Kilmore for the first.